Right, off we giggity go. Okay, so um, today is a good day. We're getting out for one of the first outdoor recordings of the podcast. Um, those of you sort of who know or have listened to parts of the podcast, you know, you know, I always wanted to to present the podcast externally to go out and meet people who you know are doing cool stuff you know people who have found their um you know their, their peace found their their place of uh joy and happiness you know and a freedom of mind and so today i'm on my way to go and meet a, a team of mountain bike riders at a place called rock and root trails um, they, this group go over the team uh, under the name Seshlihem, Um and they are putting together a mountain biking for mental health movie um, and so obviously it rings true to what we're doing here at the Fear the Podcast um, you know everything is about motherfucker let me not paying attention that's what everything's about um, yeah everything is about finding a way to be happy having dealt with some mental health issues you know um and for these guys digging building mountain bike trails and riding them you know with their friends with their team uh, and constantly pushing and driving each other is how they find their their joy i suppose and i guess you know i, I don't know enough enough about these guys and about their their history their their reasons for uh their mental health issues or for deciding to make this film but that is why we're heading down there now so i'm off i've got about an hour's drive to go and find them uh in the woods and you never know i might pop my bike out and have a little ride as well but uh but we'll see but i'm looking forward to having a chat with these guys and seeing what they're all about and checking out the work they've done with their trails over the past uh, few months. Um, so anyway, I'll pick back up when we get there. Let's go. Hey, look at that, and it's off. Oh dear. <clears throat> yeah, I'll just end up asking some really dumb questions now. This is how it goes. And my shovel's gone, so I can't even help you do that now. <laughs> I steal this one behind you, look. And I try to sh- I travel shovel one-handed whilst uh, also holding a stick microphone. Do you like that? Yeah, that's sick. Well, I actually break that. Well, you know, you don't need a real pole, do you? Stick a do. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm clipped in, so my audio is always going to be all right. Well, your your guys is going to be up and down all over the place, but but we'll uh, <laughs> we'll see what comes of it, I suppose. You get to the best part of it when all the batteries run out. That's yeah. what happens. I found out doing uh, one the other week. I managed to set everything up, had my camera on charge in my little studio, and then something went wrong, and I had to keep moving everything. And then I unplugged the camera, and an hour in, the camera died. You just like, bloody hell. I did have it all figured out, but not now. What time do you guys get down here in the morning? Oh, me, I've got up here at... 
Yeah, I think I just rolled, I rolled out of bed about eight, I think. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, you usually try and get down here pretty early. Yeah. You spend most of the day down here? Yeah. 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 yeah it's just nice, like, it's habitual. Like, I wake up like pretty early at the weekends these days. Yeah. I do just sit and twiddle my thumbs until I can get it. Yeah. So, if I, I, yeah, I think Lawrence, yours are the same. Definitely texted each other being like, before I'm just going to head up early. Yeah, Why not, mate? Did you spend most, most of the day here or most of the weekend or what? Most of the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon. We've probably ridden other places like two or three times this year. Yeah. Been up here like mostly. Where else do you go? Uh, went up Danbury like a few weekends ago. Yeah. Fair, we've got a few Wales trips booked in June. Right. That should be sound. Um, I don't know, yeah, we've just been putting in some of the right here. Especially it depends what's been open as well. Yeah, obviously, a lot yeah, of places it, have yeah, stayed most shut. Places and you're not really meant to be travelling, so it's a good excuse just to crack on here it's, and get loads of stuff done. This, this is the thing, one of the things for me, like the last year, when there are big signs coming up on the road, like, reduce your travel, so I'm doing, like, I don't know how many hours of driving for work, like, oh, yeah, that's you know, it's, it all seems completely ridiculous, there's, there's cars everywhere, yeah, reduce yeah. your travel, well, I've just driven to Somerset. <laughs> <laughs> just, just driven yeah. 200 miles. Yeah, <laughs> three hours to do half an hour's work. Now, Tell me, was that necessary? <laughs> yeah, man. It's like anything, isn't it? Like, if you're, if you're kind of think about your own situation and if you can be safe, yeah. then you've got to be sensible. Like, I see, I work from home, so right. I see no one. Yeah, 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 yeah. So coming out and spending time with like three or four other blokes and digging yeah, but in a safe environment. It's also outside, isn't yeah, it? It's, it's, Fresh yeah, air. Exactly. But I think, oh, yeah, but <clears> I work in my bedroom, for fuck's sake. Yeah. So. What is it you do? Uh, I work in the city, man. Yeah, okay. Like you sit. You got a whole city in your bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell! This guy's a secret oh. billionaire. <laughs> Who knows? Dogecoin. I will rule the world. Yeah, I hear, hear a lot about that in a minute, we all. The old Doji. I have no idea what any of it's about. I remember many, many years ago, like hearing about Bitcoin and thinking, "Oh, what the fuck is this?" And now I wish I'd understood what it meant. Yeah, as far as anyone's really concerned, it was like a joke that's just made people a few million quid. Yeah. yeah. Jokes. Hey, uh. So you guys, you've been riding a long time? Uh, yeah, I was riding since I was like a proper kid. Yeah. Until, like we grew up just building jumps and like whatever with the local and whatever. Yeah. Until I was like 14, 15, and then my brother sold his bike and that, I was just started riding BMX. Yep. Badly. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, just, you would always just go to the skateboard and not really do a lot, but it's kind of what it have, was. Have a roll around. Yeah, and then yeah. started riding mountain bikes for like three years ago, maybe. Yeah. What yeah. is it that got you to transition back into mountain biking? Oh, my brother. Well, I went to New Zealand Yeah. 16, and my brother bought a, another mountain bike like six months before he left. I was actually kind of gutted. Yeah. Because I was going away and I was like, fuck, like, my brother's going to be riding. Like, all I want to do is get back on a, out on a bike with him and just send jumps. So while I was out there, I obviously knew like, as soon as I come back, I was like, I'm definitely buying a bike. Yeah. And that was it. Your, uh, your sole hobby, are you in, in many other things? Or? Oh, no, literally. Biking. Yeah. All the time. Biking, building. I've <laughs> spent like four nights up here last week, I think, just digging. Bloody hell. Like, he's up most of the time, just. You find it good for your like, for, like mental clarity? Oh, yeah, definitely. Just... I don't know, like, there's something just sick about like building all of this shit and then like a week later you can be riding it, yeah. it's just it's mad. Like. Yeah, it's that, constructing something that's yours and having yeah, the pride 
pride and passion in something to actually go and use it. Yeah, 100%. It's cool. It's like having a project to think about, isn't it? Yeah. And, and getting excited to come yeah. up here, like you like, said, twiddling your thumbs. Everyone's like sat at home in the evening. We're not up here. It's almost like, oh, that line's going to be sick, or I wonder how that's going to yeah. work. Yeah. Like, fuck, I'm knackered. It's usually the one. Like, yeah. It's sick, like, bringing other people up. When other people come up and ride, you be like, yeah, look, we put a lot of time into this. Well, that's the thing. Like, even like me, I don't know what I'm doing on a mountain bike in front, really. You know, I tried to get in the dirt jumping like just before my daughter was born. Yep. So, yeah, I had a, had a go, uh, 2011. Oh, okay, nice. So, oh, well, I had a bike just before that and spent a little while doing it. And then 2011, my daughter was born. I was like, right, now I need to build myself a lighter bike. Because, yep. you know, I've got this factory bike and it's got all the factory components on it other than the forks. And, uh, yeah, then my daughter was born and then I just, you know, I was busy being a dad and didn't yeah, go out. Um, but I built this bike and changed all the parts and then just stopped riding, you know? I got out every now and then, but not enough to ever build any skill, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like to get the real confidence. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, like I go down uh, like Pork and, you know, you hit some lines down there, but I've also had some really terrible offs down there as well, yeah, you know, so. You probably would have been going down there at the same time that we would have been Yeah. But, um, <laughs> kids. <laughs> uh, we would have been, I would, well, I say kids, we would have been like 16, I suppose. How old are you now? 27. Oh shit, <laughs> I'm 36. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Well, I had a good time with my mate and that, but we were kind of, we've always been uh, have a go heroes. So we'll, we'll have a go at anything. You know, we, we did inline, we've done, uh, I've done skateboarding, I've done BMX, I've done dirt jumping. Yeah, and then yeah. we found, um, then we found MMA and started, you know, oh, started fighting each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we did. It was like we were watching a lot of it and uh, said, oh, we should try some of that MMA shit. Let's see if there's any gyms near us. And then, and then that was it. Got into MMA for a couple of years. <clears throat> and then, yeah, then my daughter was born. And then that all stopped. The fight that I had booked got cancelled. And <clears throat> I was just like, nah, no more. And now, see, I don't, I don't really have the time. And I say time, but you say you don't have the time to do stuff. I don't have the time to get dedicated to one thing now. Yeah, kind of do, like my jujitsu. I enjoy that. And that, like you said, the whole sitting there thinking this line's gonna be awesome. I sit there going, how the fuck did I get choked by that? And think about ways to improve my yeah, takedown definitely. or improve, you know, avoid certain sweeps or chokes and stuff. So. Yeah. I think this, when, when you get so into that one thing, isn't it, that, um, that your mind is constantly going over. Yeah, definitely. Do you find, you, do you find yourself laying in bed and you, your toes curl up when you're thinking about like yeah, running your lines? Oh, mate, it's like lines in France. Yeah. You think about like, the weather's like 35 degrees, you're a train of like eight guys and it's just like everyone's hammering. Yeah. It's so pang. And you think about those moments for like years. Yeah. So I'll, I'll ask the deep dark question then. So, have either of you ever ever suffered with like any mental health issues specifically that you're aware of? Yeah. So, <clears throat> for for yourself then. Um, so, what was your name? Tom. Tom. Hi, Tom. Uh, I'm useless with names. Just so everybody knows, terrible names. I know Dom's because I had the pleasure of unfortunately working with him for a long time. <laughs> um, so. 
your like mental health issues, is it something you've been happy to talk about in the past or? Yeah, like generally yeah. speaking. Yeah. Gen generally speaking. It's one of those things, isn't it? It's how much time people have got and how much people want to listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, okay, yeah, it's... Man, like, I, I struggled with it at university. Yeah. I think a lot of people did. What specifically? Like, just... Oh, like depression and anxiety. Yeah. Like, big time. Do you, have, do you know what kind of caused it? Um, so... But I'm quite dyslexic. Yep. I went to university and I studied robotics. Okay. So I bit off quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. But I figured you either do it or you do it, do it properly. Yeah. Do it. Go, go, go full ball, yeah. But like the upshot was I just had like a couple of really low impact yeah. like, shit that sucked. Like, I hurt my shoulder. Right. Like broke up with a girlfriend and then that's happening like around an exam period. Yeah, yeah. And just like, yeah. Just All that worse, stress mounting. Worse and just like, man, I was just in a really bad place. Like, yeah. I wasn't living particularly healthily. And then, yeah, like, yeah, it just spiraled. Yeah. I just never really recovered from it and just ended up, like, dropping out of uni. And, yeah. But I tell you what, it's like, I left uni and I was thinking, like, oh, fuck, it's all, this is shit. Like, all my mates are still, like, going on and doing. Yep. I did spend, like, a year and a half just, like, working on the tools for old man and then another couple of companies. Yep. Just, like, that routine of, like, not living like a decade and just, like, backing on. Yeah. Just sorts you out and then, God. Worked on some private projects, kind of got recognised and got the job in now and like, yeah, now I can actually come like ride trails and live a life. It's all sort of like, the other it's, found, it's found its way. Sick. Yeah, <clears throat> I, do, I find that you know quite frequently. Even say for myself, you know, I was at a point where I wanted to take my own life at like 14, 15 years old or whatever. Um, yeah, as you say, it's been told on <clears throat> obviously on episode one of the podcast, like, but. It was a case that I, I, I felt very alone at secondary school and a bit lost and then very alone at home. And I'd say I used to lay in bed with a knife to my throat, just contemplating stabbing myself in the throat, which isn't obviously a fun place to be. But like, it's been, I think, like talking to a lot of people and there's, I keep forgetting this guy's name, but he was, he's quite famous. He does, does a lot of um, like public speaking. He... I saw him on a docu documentary, jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge and um, at like 19, <clears throat> he couldn't see see another way out and he was sort of convincing himself like, you know, if somebody talks to me between now and there, I won't do it. Yeah, yeah. But he hyped himself up so much and nobody said anything to him that he launched off this bridge. And he was like one of the 1% who survived. And he said, the minute his hands left the railing, oh, he regretted it. And I'll just, it just made me wonder you know, how many people who get to that point oh, regret it when so it's too late. Yeah, yeah. You know, like if I'd have got to that point where I'd stuck a knife in my throat, laying in me high sleeper in me, <laughs> in me bedroom. Well, I think it's, it's perspective shift, isn't it? Because when you're at the bottom of the well, yep. the light is remote and far away. It's the isolation, I think, is what really yeah. people. Because you lose yeah. that perspective of like, sometimes you have a few hits and when you're not talking, at all yeah. to anyone you don't you kind of then it just bottoms yeah. up doesn't it you like create your own stories in your head your own yeah, outcomes yeah. your yeah. own way to relieve yourself is you know it's, it is difficult but like for me that whole school period in reality is so short like now i've been out of school 20 years yeah, yeah. It's, or 20 years yeah 20 years this year been out of school <laughs> it's like i've done so much since yeah, now it feels like such a long time ago. It, like, yeah. I don't know, in a weird way, you must have learned like, so much about yourself in that sense. Yeah. Out the other side. Yeah, you know what? I've, I held on to a lot of things for a long time. And I've, I've found, in the past couple of years, I speak to Dom, and 
all the people I met working with the company I work with, with Dom, any new person I met, I kind of told them who I was and where I come from. And it was like, I found in opening up myself that I understood my problems better now. That I can relate to them and go, well, that's why that was. And that's why that was. And I don't now have to wallow in any of that. Was did for a long time. Like my, I'm not a very confident person. <clears throat> and haven't been for a very long time. And was never confident around women. Yeah. Even though I'm, I find making friends with women a lot easier than I do men. Yeah. Because like, I've got four sisters and yeah, mum, stepmum, female cousins and all that. So I've been surrounded by them, I suppose. Um, but yeah, George like, like, lacked that confidence. And even this, like launching this podcast, launching the clothing brand was all like, nobody's going to give a shit. Yeah, yeah. But it, it shouldn't matter that, you know, and I, and I found that very thing, that like even the people you're quite close with sometimes don't really give a shit. Yeah, and that, that's, that's a problem in your confidence thing when you're trying to do anything for yourself. Yeah, is, uh, you, you know, you have to get past that. It's not necessarily the people you love and know the most are going to care about what you do. It's like, yeah, do your closest relatives care that you want to spend 24 seven down here? No, right, but you've got a great bunch of people who do. Yeah, you know, and that it's yeah, getting man, getting past that bit, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. You know, so even even my wife, my wife, <clears throat> she so far very rarely will share any of like, like episodes of the podcast or promote anything yeah, like yeah. that. But you know, it tweets her own. She don't, might not give a shit. Yeah. But and that's fine. But I have to understand that even my closest people might not give a shit yeah, yeah, and yeah. just do it anyway. And I'm enjoying speaking to yeah, people. Yeah, do it for the people that do give a shit. And yeah, but but that's it. But but that's it. I'm enjoying it. I yeah, enjoy speaking to people. And when I started it, I originally wanted this to come and meet people who have who are doing something awesome that inspires them, that makes them feel good. Yeah. But I've maybe struggled at some point, you know. And if this is your way of coping and way of feeling good, then wicked yeah. you know no matter what it is um it just happens like quite frequently you know it's mountain bikers i, I know people who ride bikes and at, at the minute it's like i'll come and talk to you guys i'll talk to my jiu-jitsu coach and we'll talk about shit there um i got a musician friend i spoke to him last week who yeah his story is really interesting so it will be every kind of person and whatever it is that makes them click yeah definitely yeah. um and it is highlighting that though everybody's thing that makes them click is important to them. Yeah, you know? I mean, whatever it is that you do, it's like your form of escapism. Yeah. I suppose it's, it's, like, it's the same with jiu-jitsu and the same with bikes. You can't, you've got to just focus on what you're yeah. doing. Or it's not even like you've got to, you just get to that place and whatever it is that you're And you've gone in it. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're, you're then just in, you're invested at the yeah. time that you're there. It's, I think that's mainly what it is for me, which is not right. Like, when you're there, like you just don't think about like, anything else, like any other problems, it's just not there. No. So it's, quite, it's cool with mountain bike. It's not. It's a lot more than a sport. Around here, it's the scene. So yeah. Locations, sport, the people that go along with it. Like there's heads here that have ridden here for 20, 25 years. Yeah. So like, if you're investing into the spots and you are like coming and you dig, people know your name and you get invited to more spots and that sort of the cycle continues until you're sort of you are in itself like part of the scene yeah it's like it's sick because yeah it is a welcoming environment and but and like, it's you know, if, if you are alone or whatever if you're, like you know if you're kicking around and don't know what to do it's like get in the woods. come in the woods you'll find someone who wants to be there yeah and that's it's 
and not not to bash on any other sports, but team sports. I'm talking to you. Um, I always found like as a kid, you know, if you made a slight error in a team sport, it was highlighted heavily and you were accosted for it, right? You make an error in line skating, which it was at the time at school. You fuck up, you fall down the stairs, everyone goes, whoa, do it again. And they cheer you on and, and you get up, you pick yourself up and you go again yeah, and you get better. Yeah. Whereas like football was dejected. It's like, well, I'll stop fucking playing then. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Take yeah, my ball yeah. and go home, fuck the law, yeah. Um, and I find the same with skateboarding, mountain biking. Everyone's in it for the same reason, and it's an individual growth yeah, that is shared by a team, which makes it enjoyable for everyone. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. Boat space around here, it's unreal. Like, yeah, it's a whole ice cream, maybe right here. Yeah. Yeah, but it is. It's, it's like, oh, mate, you almost. Like, I was watching the was a video posted, or oh, a story was posted yesterday or this morning. I don't know. Time vanishes. Um, <laughs> So I was doing backflips off of one of these things and like landed, kick landing the front wheel or, or was it front flip? Might be front flip actually. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, down, I think. yeah, I was watching that. I was like, whoa! But then everyone will encourage him to keep going. You know, if that was a yeah, football definitely. player, it'd be like, mate, you missed. Go home. Yeah. We don't like you anymore. Red card, get off the field. Yeah, with yeah, um, doing this, is you just want to keep on going. You just want to get it. Yeah, Dan and people just support you to do it. Yeah. You're saying? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, like, even with drawing tricks and stuff like that, it's, yeah, people just, like, oh, TJ hasn't had a car for the past few weeks, but me and Dom were saying we picked him up and that, it's like, you want, you roll, like, you, he's tried to give us petrol money, like, we don't want it, it's like, we'd roll, have you there, riding bikes, you know? yeah, yeah, and like, you just sitting at home and wallowing, nothing, yeah, yeah, because there is nothing better. Well, for us anyway. Yeah. I'm sure other people would say completely different. <laughs> people love golf. Yeah, but, that, but, yeah, but it's, it's that though, isn't it? It's to, to, yeah. to each their own. Like, I can't play music for shit, but my mate loves playing music constantly on any kind of thing he can find yeah, and teaching. Yeah, yeah. He likes to pass that on, you know, and that's cool for him. Um, and no doubt at some point I'll probably speak to some football players and rugby players and whoever else, you know, because yeah, yeah. you find. I think, again, with talking, you find so many people have had some kind of mental health issue, whether it lasted a long period of time or whether it was quick or, you know, and it's, you know, just sharing the fact that other people have struggled, you know, you're not yeah, alone, definitely. you know, because yeah, yeah. so many people, again, at that point do feel alone. But, um, yeah, I think especially at the time that we're in as well, like, yeah. Especially bad to I, I found the last few months, sort of Christmas time, really, really hard. I was just fed up. Yeah. I think because I've said, I've said it many times now, but being out and about in like for work, I go to so many places that are open for so many people, like NHS, mental health wards, all that kind of thing. Yeah. And it seems like the world's open, but yet I can't do the things I want to yeah, do for myself or with my kids. Because everything's shut. Yeah. But it's not in my day-to-day -day life. It's like, and I was just fed up, you know. And social media is a, a miserable place. Oh, it's a killer. Um, so depressing. Um, especially say with whatever was going on last year, everyone has their view on on it and their opinions on it, and it just all got so much. I had to get off of it, which was a problem when trying to, you know, start a company. <laughs> You've got to be on. You got to be on social media. Um, but yeah, I had to put it down for a while, which is why everything was paused last year. But. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's where it's good yeah, if you can bring some positivity to it. 
Yeah, it's away from like so much of the toxicity in social media and stuff like that. I think it's only a good thing, isn't it, really? Yeah, well, it's a, I've always tried to hi highlight with my social media that you know things are difficult. You know, you do jujitsu, you get you lose, you get hot and sweaty, you get beaten black and blue, and sometimes you're going to lose. You know, I've got the first battle scars on my face in you know a year from jujitsu. Cut on my nose, I've got three down my cheek. Got bruises all up my arms and my body, my legs and everything. <laughs> because yeah, it's something. <laughs> you know, it's coming like it's part of the. Yeah, it's like oh, my ears sore. <laughs> yeah, my ears sore again. All that rubbing around. But um, so what you like with, with mental health issues that you've had? What, is there any specific thing that you sort of found to suddenly bring you out of it, or like? Honestly, it's health, like healthy lifestyle. Yeah. People say it, and it always sounds like such a cliche. But like, I literally went from like having no structured time. Yeah. I didn't need to wake up. Like, I didn't have lectures. All I needed to do was just a shitload of studying. So like, my like time clock, my like body clock just went fucked. Yeah. So up until like crazy hours at night, wasn't eating very well. When I left uni. Was fucking skint. Didn't have any money. Was just like in like index, obviously like overdraft and shit. Yeah. And my parents were like, oh, you just have to make some money then. <laughs> got a job on the tools. And like literally, you come home and instead of worrying about your life, yeah. you're like, I'm hungry and I want to go to bed. And that was it. Yeah. A year. Two years actually. And then yeah, like from there, you start sleeping, start eating better. Yep. And then you kind of picked up, like yeah, started riding up like more locally and as part of the scene two years ago. Yeah. And then yeah, like it's become like, I've kind of come, come and gone from the sport. Like as time's gone by, but like at the same time, it's sick. Like you know, it's just getting into that kind of resetting. Yeah. Just doing the good things, the simple things that you can control. Well, I, I found like recently I did this whole no sugar diet for two weeks. That oh, yeah. changed my energy and my like motivation and everything. That was it's kind of weird. Was, within a week, you can wake up easier, and you don't feel quite so sluggish. And I felt happier which is weird really? uh, yeah it's worth, worth a try if you if you are mad on sugar um which i was like, christmas came around and sugar happened um but yeah our team decided they were doing this no sugar thing and i was like you know what yeah, yeah coach has said so so coach has said so i need to do it if i just decided to do it i'd give up tomorrow yeah, but yeah. um coach has decided it has to happen so yeah so yeah, I think there was about seven or eight of us all doing it together, like sharing our meals and sharing our plans and things like that, and like the effect we had, the weight loss we had, and all that kind of thing. And it, it did, it elevated my mood, it was, it was great. So yeah, there, there's a note, if you do feel terrible and you're eating like shit, try not eating like shit. <laughs> um, that's, a, that's one simple step, anyway. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna go see and talk to these boys as well. Because they're not going to feel left out. Look. You feeling left out over there yet? <laughs> I'll raise the average IQ. You're <laughs> yeah, anything else you, you want to bring up or talk about, do us a shout and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get into it. Yeah, that's like, true. I'm, I'm easy and happy to obviously talk. Even out, like I say, outside of this, if you want to get back on it, we, we, we talk. I will listen to anyone's story for hours on end. Um, I've got time for everyone and there their stories because I, I, I think it's really helpful for other people and talk like talking for me has helped me so if you, you know if there's anything you want to talk about you think it might help yourself 
and get on it. Don't have to record everything either, but yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I'd say so far, the people I've, people I've chatted to, they've got some really interesting stories, so. Yeah, but uh, this is a cool place, man. It's a perfect day for it. You know, you look, you look book this, and you're like, here's the weather going to hold out. Standing around here in a poncho with a camera and a microphone wouldn't have been quite so much fun. Everyone's fucking vanished. Huh? This guy's cleaning us up. Oh, uh, yeah. Everyone just put <coughs> we, we, won't, we won't mention that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dom. Yes. Hello. Come on in. Tell me your story. I'm a little bit more flippant with Dom because I actually know this person. With the other guys, I don't know, so it's a new introduction. Yeah, so but I'm, uh, I guess, I'm Dom, I'm 25. Hello, um, Dom, I'm 25. Yes, I've, uh, I live in Kent. <laughs> boring stuff. <laughs> get out of the way, you know. Um, I'm an asbestos surveyor, like Chris is. Um, Made it pre-work. Probably four years ago now, would be. Um, I don't know, how long, how long were you there? Yeah, four years. You were there four years, four so yeah, pretty much four years ago, yeah, didn't you? Yeah. Four years, so yeah, quite a long time, I guess, in the grand scheme of things. Indeed, indeed. Um, so yeah, sort of like mutual friend, uh, mutual interest as well, just like Whoosh. being rad and fucking the system over and shit. <laughs> yeah. Be rad, fuck yeah. the system. Yeah, be rad, do drugs, you know, go to school. That's not me, I don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I could just say anything. You can, you can you can say whatever you want. You can say anything. Absolutely. No, I'm just killing cats. <laughs> cat, cat killer central. Yeah, exactly. We just, just Croydon cat killer over here. Cro what? Croydon cat killer. <laughs> Croydon cat killer. Yeah, carry on. None of us are from Croydon, are we? So, uh, yeah, we're, we're the Croydon cat killers. No one here. So, um, I don't know if we ever particularly delved into whether or not you come from any sort of mental health issues or not. Uh, no, Possibly not. never got into it. Have I ever, did I ever share my story with you? Or is yes, it just yes, the poor, the poor new people? Yeah. <laughs> no, and I listened to your podcast as well. I yeah. listened to the first two, I think. Yeah. So, I've, yeah, I've listened to enough of you talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm honest, so. I'll stay, so I'll stay quiet now. Again, but yeah, I, you know, everyone has their mental health battles. Yeah. You know, I struggled a lot of school with friends and, sure. you know. Um, I didn't really have any, if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, so when I went out mountain biking at the weekend, it was the only thing I sort of looked forward to in the week. You know, yeah. get out of school and straight to the skate park or whatever. You know, because you're always, you know, my friends weren't at school necessarily; they're at the skate park. Yeah. In the woods or you know, doing whatever. So it was kind of cool to you know, have have that release, I guess. That's sort of, you know going to this today but it's kind of weird because you know I think back to sort of like my mountain bike career as such and yeah you know, big gaps in it and it was gaps where I was ultimately I think I was probably unhappy yeah you know maybe anorexic and anemic potentially you know yeah. I didn't eat I smoked a lot of weed so I still do but you know that's, that's another <laughs> problem altogether did it was it so it kicked off the bulimia and anorexia stuff or? I mean I wouldn't I never got like tested or whatever but like I was skinny my BMI was ridiculous yeah like looking at photos of myself I just looked unhealthy unhealthy like drawing this almost yeah um, and that's probably only like 2014 yeah um, and I sort of stopped mountain biking really I was about 17 so that would have been about time yeah um, and that was just due to sort of you know girls cars you know life just yeah. in general sort of moving on and stuff so 
yeah, and then ultimately I got after a bad breakup, I got back into mountain biking. And, you know, probably Lucian as well. Probably goes a goes a hand getting into that. Cause, you know, having a van. <laughs> yeah. Short days. Freedom. Yeah, freedom. Yeah. Freedom. But yeah, I think you know it's helped me sort of you know, have a northern star, I guess. You know, ultimate goal at the end yeah. of the day is not to. It's our north star. I've heard that. You know, funny. This is the second time this week I've heard about a north star. It's an interesting star. Is it some religious cult? <laughs> no, no, it's, uh, it's, well, we're, it's, we're it's like... Cult. Chris is the new and the fourth. Yeah, we're not supposed to say that. Who's got the Kool-Aid? Yeah, who's got the Kool-Aid? Who's got the Kool-Aid? Yeah, it's... Um, no, North Star's this whole, like, your your peak, isn't it? Like, the, the thing, you, your ultimate goal kind of thing. Yeah, I would guess thing. so. Yeah, yeah, like, you know... It's kind of difficult to say, because in this day... Rocks. In reality, yeah, rocks. In reality, like... Owning a house and having kids and yeah. the, the the American dream or something like that just isn't something that like is really doable nowadays yeah. as well because life's too complicated. You know, like how are you meant to meet a bird during a global pandemic? I do like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, one year's worth of not meeting a girl. Yeah, that's you an know. excuse. But you know, not many girls come down the woods, all right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> There you go, ladies. You want to come meet some nice boys? Come, come ride right down the trails. They're all hanging around the wrong place, going to pick some piano and stuff. So, no, it's um. So yeah, I've definitely had my mental health struggles, but it's you know I definitely still do. Yeah. I think it does just gives you something to sort of look forward to and you know, ultimately put all your fucking energy into. Yeah. Because no one likes working. You're not gonna, I'm, I'm probably going to end up working until I'm 75. Yeah. Ultimately, because the system and the way the world works, you know. If there's something else you could do then, like, what's your, what would be your ultimate dream job? Well, ultimately... As a job, like, you know... It, I, not... I, I have got ideas and I have got plans. Um, I kind of want to... Potentially, I'm using, obviously, this place as sort of a portfolio as such, because I wouldn't mind going to maybe, you know, say, Turkey or yeah. some, some country out there that has, you know, already got a tourist base as such um and basically go to them and be like listen this is what i can do it's got a massive interest massive following you know we can do something similar to you guys yeah what you guys do over in, in your country and we could i could do it really well you know because i've got this um so that sort of would be my my ultimate goal i guess but i don't know i don't know it's i don't even know where to start so but i guess this is the start this right? is the start this you is know the Highlighting some of this work. Yeah, man. You can't like, you know, I remember listening to audiobooks when I was like 15 and stuff. Yeah. And they were like, you know, you've got to know your goal. You know, if you're driving from California to New York, wow. you're in the dark. You've got headlights, and you see the next turn ahead. You know, you you know where you're going. And I think that's sort of where I'm at at the minute. Is yeah. I know my goal. I'm driving to New York. Yeah. And I'm taking every turn that comes to me and trying to battle and overcome it. You know, so. But yeah, I don't actually, like I said, I've not even really looked into what we'll do, but that is my dream, I guess. Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? It's one of them things, again, like rammed into us as kids at school, and it's like, pick a job that's going to pay you loads of money so that you can... Yeah. Well, so I said, you know, my dream as a kid, I wanted to be a stuntman. Yeah, was, yeah all, the, all the careers advisors are like, be sensible. I pick something sensible. Work towards something sensible. That's not what I fucking want. I don't want to work in a shop. But that, but that's the problem. 
it's not a line. It's, no. It's not linear. Nothing is linear. But the thing is, people do work as stunt performers. So you can't say it's not a job or a career choice, you know, to be an actor. It's, yes, it's fucking hard, but you can. It's like becoming a CEO of a company. So yeah. Cutting, yeah. You know, so it's getting up at 5 a.m. to go pick up bins outside. Yeah. But ultimately, that's what they don't talk about. No. Everyone has their own struggles. Yeah. Maybe he was, you know, maybe Donald Trump got a good kick start and a million pound loan from his dad, but I'm sure he still gets up in the morning and fucking hates himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Oh, I don't know. I think he loves himself that's, a lot, that bloke. Yeah, he probably has a better life than most, but yeah. at the end of the day, he probably still hates himself. Like, <laughs> so yeah. It is what it is. It is what it is. But yeah, like, I love bikes. Yeah. Bikes the best. Bikes the best. And if, it, if there's alliteration, you know it's true. Like, <laughs> BTB. BTB. Bikes the best. Yeah, and you do T to B's, which are top to bottoms. Oh, right. You do bikes are the best. Yeah. T to B's and T to B's. Oh, very nice. All the alliterations. <laughs> R and R. Oh, so good. Oh, the alliterations. Love it. You love it. Rock and Root Trails. R and R. R and R. R and R T. R and R T. No, just 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 get rid of the T. Yeah, Rock and Root. Bosh. So yeah, and it's not like you just say the rocks and roll. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, R. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We've Done. Just, just changed your whole. Yeah. Just changed your whole branding. Done it for you. No, it's as long as you're out here having a good time, isn't it? Do you have good, like, um, like ability, like goals for you, for you mountain biking? You want to reach like a certain. I mean, I'm very happy with my like level. Um, I know where my comfort zone is, I guess. Yeah. Um, I would love to do a backflip. Do it then. Go on. Yeah, I need to get a foam pit going. Yeah. Um, obviously, just pushing myself. You know, like I probably used to be better at tricks when I was younger. Yeah. Um, is that confidence thing? I think it's a like invincible thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not necessarily like I'm made more confident on a bike, but yeah. I've got a job to go to. Yeah. And, <laughs> so and it's like, it's like I know, said to you about riding here yeah. today, like I I'm the only one who does my job at my company. Yeah. I can't not go to work. <laughs> we also <laughs> got a company's then not working. Yeah, so. then we're not earning any money, I'm yeah. not paying the bills and my main thing is my jujitsu, yeah. and I've just got back. If I then ruin it by being like, tired and deciding to ride, um, could fuck it up I could just destroy everything. Yeah, yeah, and my last few outings on a mountain bike have not been very good. Ah. I've got, pretty sure I've still got <laughs> a bro. They've been so far apart. That's your problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah but I don't want to consistently yeah, break my coccyx. Oh, well, you won't hope you do that. Don't, it still hurts now. I've never a hurt year my, later. Yeah, I've never hurt my coccyx. Yeah, well, yeah, well, <laughs> you know. I've never been punched in the face, obviously. Well, there you go. <laughs> oh, you're not, you, you can't pick a shovel. Shovel, no. no. That's awful, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. And it's 70 quid a pop. You don't, 70 quid, 40 quid a pop. Yeah. You don't want to be doing it, do you? No. We should just go to the old second hand shop and. Oh, you can't. These are so good for your back. Good for your back? Yeah. Oh, okay. Was that angle of the dangle? Yeah, we've got a now, haven't I? Oh, have you? Yeah, do you know I don't fucking know. Oh, hello. We've got a hernia right there. Nice. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> yeah, Does it make a noise? Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. You never know. What's that from? Man? Just like, it's constant, constantly crunched over. I literally over. put my mental health in front of my physical health. Because I, if I couldn't come up here and dig and ride, 
you know, it's what's the point, isn't it? Like, that's why I get up in the morning to go to work, play yeah. bike parts. Is there anything else you think you could do to look kind of find a way to work past it as a mountain bike is not the only thing to keep you happy? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I probably, if I did become seriously injured from it, which is obviously always a risk when you go do this dangerous stuff, I think I'd just do photography or something. Yeah. Like, you know, filming. This digging, yeah. If you know if I was capable of doing it, but yeah, it's something I don't want to stop riding because of the risk of falling off. Like. No, 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 no. But yeah, I get, I, it's a good question. Do you know what I mean? Like, so the thing is, is like it's finding a way to be happy when you can't do the thing that makes you happy. Yeah, as well. I mean, the whole time I'm planning stuff to be here. Yeah, like, it is. You know, even when I'm not here, I'm like, you know, maybe drawing an idea up, or you know, even if it's like just setting my bike up for the next day or something. Yeah. And, that's exactly what. That's exactly the same as. That's. I find that interesting. The, main, the maintenance. Well. Yeah. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not. It's not just being a digger and a mountain biker and you know. You, you, you're a mechanic. You're a. You're everything. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. It's not just. You can't be in it for a penny. You've got to be into the power with this sort of stuff because that shit ain't cheap. No, no, it's not. We were saying this the other day actually. Like, I remember having a conversation with someone about the price of racing downhill mountain biking versus motocross. Yeah. Because obviously the bike's expensive to start with, yeah. and then the replacement of parts is expensive. But because higher. they're not as strong yeah. as a motocross bike, yeah. you replace them more frequently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not for me. I mean, the thing with motor, I think motocross is more time consuming. Yeah. Um, as in, and probably more financially consuming on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. But actually, if once you're set up and downhill and you know dirt jumping and stuff like that, you've got so many spares and yeah. most of them are compatible. And then also, your ability to go ride is yeah. so much more than yeah. motocross, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You, you can ride your bike anywhere, really. This is it. This is it. You know, you, <clears> if you go out for a weekend, you spend 150 quid on fuel, entrance to ticket. Or yeah. Whatever. yeah. And then you're, you know, you're spending eight hours there, whatever, driving home, and then all Sunday you've got to clean your bike. Yeah. Because that's, you have to take it apart. You literally have to take it apart. Because if you don't, it's... So it gets it's clogged up. Apart. Yeah. With mountain biking, it's actually bad to clean bikes. You know, it's the complete opposite because it's not got as many moving parts. Yeah. So, you know, those bearings that are there are the only bits that are moving. Yeah. So you want to protect those bits so you don't actually clean them. Whereas if you don't clean a motorbike spike, it will <laughs> go rusty and fall apart. Yeah, yeah some loose bolt in the middle of the suspension that'll collapse. Alloy and carbon on mountain bikes. It's yeah. Not rust, is it? No, so this is true. I don't clean my bike for months on end, basically. Well, I'm like that with my van. <laughs> Who needs to clean the van? It'll be winter in a in a six months. You know, what's the point? Yeah. So yeah, it's all good. Like it's all fun, but. Yeah, it for sure is a lifestyle, and it's a lifestyle I've chosen. You know, yeah. I did skating, I did done climbing, and you know, I love love all doing it all. But this is where I'm happiest in the woods, yeah. digging with mates. And do you do much of like photography down here yourself? Then or your video I did for videography. A while. Um, you know, I do a little bit of like the interscripts and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, because because now I guess it's got a bit of a following. We're getting photographers and filmographers and. Filmographers. Filmographers. <laughs> Filmographers. 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 Filmographers.
What do you, what, what do we call it? What's your job title? Dyslexic. Yeah. <laughs> Ross um, the dyslexic. <clears throat> but yeah, no, it's, um, yeah, it's cool, isn't it? So, <laughs> it's cool, isn't it? It's cool that we get people coming up here and wanting to do, you know, actually keen to help film. And, yeah. You know, document the place, because ultimately, I don't have the time to. Yeah. Know? I want to spend up until dark digging here. Digging. Yeah, I mean, I could probably do it if I like, saved content over summer and edited all winter but that's no fun no that's no fun and plus i still go out i'm not a fair weather rider i like the wet so i'm just not a rider i'm just like i cannot comment okay yeah, yeah. All i'm not my stuff's indoors. As, well no my bike is here it's just i'm not <laughs> i just don't know what i'm doing with it <laughs> Yeah, I got like half half an idea. You know, you sort of watch people. It's like you at least need to like attempt to jump. Yeah. You see these fails and people just go yeah, off the front. Like, yeah, you gotta have some kind of. They're literally picking the first thing that looks cool and they're going with it. And it's just, it's not the way of life, is it? Really? No. You can't go big before you can't. No, no. but it's a lot of trial and error. And the thing is, that you, again, you're not going to get the big stuff without you know trying it. Oh yes, <laughs> I think you've fallen off and out yourself. Like, yeah. I don't know about you. Well, yeah, I'm still, I'm pretty sure my left shoulder is Ross can just busted. Too busy eating to, to look where you're going. Exactly, man, exactly. But yeah, anything else? I don't know. Anything else you want to talk about? Oh, I don't know, I don't know. Any issues you, you want to raise? Anything um, you, you feel good talking about? Dry guys are the worst. <laughs> dry guys? Yeah, dry guys are the worst. What's dry guys? Um, people that don't dig and come ride all summer. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dry guys are the worst. Look, um, I moved about four shovels worth of material, that's all right? Fine. Yeah, that's fine. You're, you're, you're a rad dad, so it's like a little bit. Of, little rad bit dad, good. dad bod. Yeah, you've definitely got dad bod. I'm rocking the dad bod right you now. Really I'm working on it. I'm working on it. What? Am I though? Yeah, yeah, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm, I'm back at Jiu-Jitsu. I've been training three times this week. I've ridden 13 miles this week on my push bike. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Jiu-Jitsu is a lot of fun. Who? Who wants beating up? Elliot, you want beating up? You were talking about me yesterday before I even got here. Yeah, we're saying. Oh, yeah. I'll beat you up if you want. I mean, I don't mind. That's what I said. I said that to you. I said he'll beat you up if you wanted to. <laughs> he, he looks like he's regretting that statement. <laughs> 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 he does, he? <laughs> oh shit! The guy I, with tattoos. I didn't. I didn't say that at all. Yeah. Dom, stop saying stuff for me. Yeah. <laughs> stop, stop, stop speaking in my place. Yeah, keep <laughs> but, yeah, I'm like, you know, it's pretty cool. I'm very lucky to have this place. You know. Yeah. I was, I we I met literally met someone in the hill, in Surrey Hills, um, riding my bike and ended up becoming friends with them. Then fortunately I had a lot of land that I could use, so yeah, you are. very lucky. Here we are, like two and a bit years later. And yeah, so it does it does so, look cool. Like like comparison to some of them, you know you know you see all the local build stuff quite frequently. And it's like, what is this poor mound thing that has never been maintained? Name. It yeah. really does, you know, when you've got people who actually care about the sport and how it's perceived and looked upon and, you know, you, you want it to look cool for everyone, you know. That's why we spend so long trying to, you know, 
But you, you, the only thing you've got with looking, making it look cool is also that it's rideable. <laughs> you know, it's, rideable. it's a functional. I, I think it's a functional sculpture. Yeah. You know, we're at the end of the day, we're we're building art in a way because we want it to one look good, and two, we want it to be perceived well by the general public because at the end of the day, in in an environment where ultimately stuff is getting ruined on a daily basis environmentally yeah. wise then and then they come into their local woods and see some you know young men basically some youths some youths <laughs> um yeah basically ruining the woods it doesn't look good does it so yeah i've worked hard to basically you know after we have finished ultimately destroying an area we try yeah. and bring it back to life and you can see that around you know you go up to the top and you see all the new heather growing and the holly we've moved about and yeah you know we're trying to increase biodiversity we've got ponds coming and all that so yeah it's ultimately we just we want everyone to enjoy what we're building yeah maybe not everyone can enjoy it the way we want to enjoy it but we don't want people to not feel welcomed here yeah you know it's with litter and well, it's like an easy spot to get to for like teenagers you have to really put a drive here yeah i mean we Luckily, we are far enough away from sort of any big town yeah. um, that we don't get the little shits who do come down here and leave litter um, and ultimately would ruin the place. Yeah. And we are fortunate that we are actually attached to another very, very secretive trail. Yeah. Um, we've been here for 20 plus years. Um, really, really cool with us and stuff after some very heated discussions to begin with. <laughs> but yeah, are very cool with us now um, and we've got a really good sort of working relationship with each other and the landowners and stuff um, to basically prevent that from happening, you know, yeah. far enough away from sort of the big towns around here that we don't get people and if we do get people that aren't meant to be here, we do quite quickly usher them out of the woods, you know. Nice basement, yeah. Horse riders, you know. Cool. Better horse get a good old turn around this berm though, yeah. wouldn't oh, it? Oh mate, so <laughs> yeah, the, the, the horse riders are some of the worst people around here. Because yeah. They're just, they're like, I've been here for 40 years. It's like, yeah, I don't care. Like, <laughs> the landowner's giving you permission to ride in certain places. And yeah, and this isn't one of them. Yeah, and they think they own the place. And it's like, yeah, we've actually have an inline direct discussion with it. But, yeah, it's, you know, we obviously want everyone to share the woods and you know, some people are better than others, basically. Yeah. I was just curious, like, with teenagers, like, uh, who may be interested in it, yeah. like, if they could get here to help to build, to see the craft and, and learn something for them to potentially I mean, for their futures or whatever. It's a difficult line to draw, um, just because you've got a lot of people who... But they, they can share it. They can yeah, tell people. Yeah, this is the thing. Where we are, we've, we've been given a very strict guideline by the landowner. That we, yeah to keep it as low-key as possible. So although I'd love to, um, you know, help people out and stuff like that, there are local facilities that do do that. You know, you've got, you know, Ball Track and, you know, Rogate Bike Park and, you know, all these other places. Yeah. That basically, you know, you could go chuck a hand in over winter and learn how to do it. And ultimately you might meet me and then be lucky enough to, you know, come ride here, basically. Yeah. And any of the boys, you know, they're sort of, we have to, at the end of the day, we're not building stuff for newbies. This is advanced, this is dangerous. Yeah. We know what we're doing and we have to lock stuff up for that reason to stop people getting hurt. Yeah. We haven't got insurance, we haven't got waivers. It's just pure love for the sport. So ultimately you fall off here and 
it's our fault, you know, straight away in the eyes of the law. Yeah. It's our fault because we've built these yeah. dirt mounds. That... <laughs> you built these mounds of dirt. <laughs> these mounds of dirt. Yeah, dangerous. Dangerous dirt with holes. And... <laughs> but yeah, in reality, we know that what we're doing is safe and we've built in a safe way that we're, we're not going to injure ourselves. You know, we've removed the hazards as best as possible. Yeah. But we still want to shred it. You know, we still want to get high and we still want to get you know funky in the air so yeah we want to we want to encourage people and you know because we do work locally with you know we know all the local bike park owners and stuff like that you know if, the, if there's a worthy person then yeah it's it's a bit barbaric but at the same time you kind of have to be because people would get hurt Comment, yeah and so it's it's a, it's a fine line that you have to fiddle you know yep. and i think we're doing it well Cool. It's, it certainly looks cool. It does look cool. Alright, I'll, I'll have to get better at riding and come and have a, have a proper go. Well, I think you've, you've got a little bit of background. There's a little like, bit. It'd take, take five minutes for me to loosen up. Yeah, there are features here that we could get people around. Like, this is the thing, because because you, I know who you are, it's not a problem. Um, if it was, you know, some random chabby from the state, local state. And, I don't know who he is. No. I don't know what his skill level is. You know, I don't know how serious he is about stuff. So, yeah, it's just a case of like, you got to take it easy, really. Yeah, so. yeah hence why I'm not riding today, because I don't feel like, I, I just, my version of taking it easy is going to be like, falling over. Um, yeah, no, it's pretty cool. We're pretty set up and stuff, so. Sweet. Yeah. Awesome, well, yeah, hopefully you see you get Keep this place, keep riding, and keep having fun, and everything's going to be sunshine and rainbows and beautiful daisies all, all summer long. All Let's summer not bring long. that song back, please. Uh, it came up on my radio the other time. I was like, no, 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 you've had your time in the sun, please go away now. I don't need you. It's just like the weather's mad though, isn't it? It's like, yeah. It's like 15 degrees. It, can, it can't make his fucking mind up. It's it two can't. degrees, four degrees. The van was frozen over yesterday morning. Yeah, it's absolutely warm. It was what, 22 degrees like two weeks ago or something, wasn't it? I know, I thought that was it. That was yeah, yeah. Well, it was it. everybody said that. I was like, man, we still get snow in March and April yeah, sometimes, so. Well, we've not had, I've not been up here with any rain for the entirety of April and right. most of March. Yeah. Um, so it is really dry, you know. We've, the way we build, we're lucky enough to have sort of collected a water source over winter. Yeah. Um, because we've been building ponds. Earlier described, but the boys over the other side, they don't. They're more of a single track, a more natural way of doing it. Whereas we are free riding. Yeah. Um. So we have to build bigger features just to out the nature of what we do, um, which inherently gives holes. But they're really struggling. They're you know, having to already sort of water lines and keep stuff dust down and stuff so they yeah. don't crumble away. And yeah, we're quite fortunate that we've got. You know, a thousand litre pond or something, maybe two thousand, three thousand litre pond that will keep us hopefully sufficient over summer. Um, but yeah, you get other people who are really struggling with this heat already. Yeah. Um, you know, this dryness. Dryness, yeah. You know, we head I, to a dry summer. Yeah, exactly. You know, if this is if this really is the last of the rain we're going to get, then got out other ah, places. It's England. It is England. <laughs> it is England, but we've got summer to come. Yeah, and there'll be all the rain there, won't it? Yeah, exactly. Wait till, wait till August and then it will absolutely piss it down. But yeah, it's a bit of a funny one. So. Hey! Yeah. Cool. Ross. Ross. Yeah. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm alright. Would you rather like sit down and have a chat with this? Or 
Whatever works for you. I don't know. You've been standing up for a while doing interviews here. So. I'm I'm fine. I'm I don't I don't mind. It's like where you want to like sit down and talk about I'm your. Go have a cup of tea in a minute. Oh, there you go. Here's nice. Though. Here's a nice. Pot. Yeah. Easy. He's got his team. You can stand in front of your thing if you want. Makes a bit more sense, but oh, oh see, look now. Now the battery's trying to die. Let's get the second one in before it does because you know it's gonna. Boop. Doing it again, just like reaching up. Oh dear, I'm gonna blow my nose as well at some point. <laughs> Hello, are we recording? Yeah, look at that. That's one thing that's good about it, the fact that it does actually flip and record upside down. Yeah, most of the time. Sometimes mine gets confused. Yeah. yeah. So, upside down. Yeah, yeah, you just check sometimes and make sure it's it's done it. But it had I checked on the on the screen. Okay, don't know. Look at this. <laughs> Out comes the micro stick. Really yeah. Budgetless. Budgetless. Oh, uh, yeah. It's 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 a microphone. It's on a stick. <laughs> it's gonna do the job. It's got some decent reach as well. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ross. Um, Ross, welcome. Um, obviously, we, we we've been in touch uh, to have a conversation about this uh, a movie that you're making based around mountain biking. Is it something that uh, you got like going all over the place? It's not just here, I assume it's... Um, so, because of lockdowns and everything and having to stay more local, yeah. ended up being here quite a lot. Yeah. And uh, finding places a bit more closer to home. Yeah. And in a way, this place has served as like a blank canvas where, yeah. you know, the boys and all of us can like build what we want with, you know, consent from the whole group. And then we can also film what we want as well. Yeah. So it's like a big kind of theatre stage. Yeah. We don't have to worry about like legalities of an official bike park. You know, we've been safe also with lockdown regulations because I guess we're also, you know, it's still work for some of us too because yeah. we're working on making a film. And yeah, it's just been a real saviour for marble keeping and mental health and all that stuff. Yeah. So is that, that like why you decided to do it on a mental health based film? Is it something that's helped you? Like particularly so I'm still working that bit out about yeah. how it will be involved with mental health but I've come to learn like a lot about yeah. that because bikes has always been a massive part of my life yeah if I go back and reflect on school things I had struggles as well with being really dyslexic yeah. a lot of bikers are like dyslexic dyspraxic ADHD yeah um, and I had a lot of restless energy and I always put it into bikes as one of the things that I like doing and yeah I'm a bit older than the boys so I'm 32 yeah I'm 36 yeah, yeah. You're looking good for you. <laughs> and um, I more, good moisturizer. <laughs> exactly. Put that bit in his film. Super slow motion. <laughs> and um, I just thought, you know, I'd probably get to peak or some what Northern Star thing. What you're saying, yeah. like my age could be like 35. You know, physically with the sport. Yeah. Because I love sending it and doing tricks with all the boys. Super fun. And I just thought I want to capture it because I look at like chapters of what you're doing in yeah. your life. And, you know, when you get older, you look back and you say, well, haven't captured that chronicle of what's happening. And then, yeah, I met all these great dudes along the way. All this stuff was also happening simultaneously with like lockdowns and a pandemic. And then I think I also realized I had a lot of, I had some PTSD from my actual job, from my work. Oh, okay. Well, a, so I, did, I make documentaries. Okay. I used to do a lot of video journalism. Yeah. And yeah, has you know been in some conflict zones, and you hear stories from people that can be quite traumatic. And there's something called like a cumulative trauma when yeah. you're interviewing people with trauma. I think the trauma can also be passed, passed on, on to you, yeah. like the stories you hear. 
and yeah you know leaving like coming here leaving my phone in the van took my phone with me today because I thought in case you were gonna like need directions or something but the best part is like leaving the phone in the van yeah getting away from screens you know holding things physical because a lot of my jobs on like computer you know the nitty-gritty of filmmaking is a lot of admin and yeah, editing yeah. and sending stuff around and you know getting away from the news cycle of what's going on in the world as well so yeah leave your phone in the van come in with the bikes get the nice oxygen from the trees get physical with your yeah. hands because you know a big problem in our society now is that you know everything is about the phone the screen um, you know people comparing themselves to other people on social media yeah so if you just kind of go back to basics and I guess we all feel really grateful because we all, all of us biked a lot when we were younger yeah and now there's this like biking frenzy that's happened because everyone's like refinding really hobbies and stuff yeah and for new people coming into it you know you have to go through all the crashes and learning to fall off <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah it's not to say that it never stops happening because we no. crash all the time but i guess you you build up you kind of learn how to fall a bit yeah sometimes you get caught out really badly and yeah see i've always been dead good at falling because i've always been involved in stuff where you're gonna fall and fail miserably last year riding my bike i busted my coccyx uh, well I believe I busted my coccyx. It still bloody hurts today. This is July last year, I think, um, at a bike park. That wasn't wasn't a nice feeling. How did you do that then? Uh, it's kind of one of the jumps, and for whatever reason, I think I went off a bit. Knew obviously you know as soon as you take off, you've done something wrong. I knew something had gone slightly wrong. I took my feet off the pedals, so then obviously it came to the ground. Saddle or rear wheel hit the ground, saddle bounce up into your ass as you hit the ground. So bam, ooh, off to the side. That was, that was my ass, that, that hurt. And then about two weeks later, I went again and did loads of falling over again. Um, scraped up all my legs and my knees and everything. So my current track record for jumping bikes has not been good. So when you said about riding here, I was like, my body this week is not, it's not up for it, it'd be a bad idea. You've got like no, there's no resistance left in your arms anymore. You're, you're gonna soak up a bump and just go yeah. fall over, so. But yeah, so that, but yeah, so my mountain biking career has not been big, good, long. It's never too, too late. <laughs> no, I enjoy riding. I'm just riding through the woods, doing endurance. Yeah. I mean, that's what I wanna do when I get a bit older and I can't do yeah. lots of stuff anymore. I'd just be so happy just riding through the woods. I mean, that is a mental health cleanser. Yeah. It's unreal. Yeah, I think definitely being like out and about and the fact that my kids have now discovered riding and are enjoying it. Amazing. To see them outside having fun now on something I knew they'd always have fun on but they've just been putting off and putting off. It's like, that's good to see. So I've just been, let's say, spent yesterday dismantling my boy's bike, second-hand thing that I've taken apart, cleaned, tidied up, de-rusted and... Okay, you know more about putting bikes together than I do. I've got a terrible knowledge. Yeah, again, it's only because having, again, the bike that I've got up there that I built and put together and a friend who, at the time, we were both, when we'd got into dirt jumping, like, again, 10 years ago, um, we were both sort of dismantling and upgrading our bikes. So we learned a lot through just building them two bikes, you know? Uh, and a lot of it is obviously, you know, just trial and error. <laughs> like, oh, what have I done with that? So my biggest thing yesterday was changing, sorting the gears out on his bike. Like, I said, I run single speed, so simple. They got to adjust the, the derailleur on, on the bike to try and figure it out on a tiny little, 
I haven't got there in here. And, uh, yeah. Ah! You, you, again, trial and error, you figure out if it's something you want to do, you know. You, you, if you, you write in and you're here and you, you're yeah. good with your editing and your filmmaking, so if you want to do it, yeah, of course, there's a you can. Point. So you, you, have you made other like full-length feature films? Uh, yes, or? I'm working on feature, the longest one I've done is like 50 minutes, yeah. probably. But yeah, they're normally like character-based stories, yeah. into politics and stuff. Okay. And um, yeah, it's a struggle because, you know, the other lads have jobs that give them like steady income. Yeah, yeah. I'm freelancing and like, yeah, I'm doing what I love doing, but then you don't always have, have financial security. Yeah. So it's like you get the, you know, best of both worlds or they're different worlds, but we all kind of merge together here in the woods. Yeah. And that's amazing. So. And I think that, that's the thing is it like anyone from any background can get together and enjoy that one thing. And there's no judgment. There's no like, oh, you, you work in the city. Oh, you work at a computer all day. Oh, you you know empty bins like everyone's yeah. here for the same reason and that's what I say I've always loved about that extreme sports environment is everyone's there for that reason it doesn't matter what else you've got going on yeah. we can all get together and have fun and support each other as well and that's that I think is the big part of that mental health thing is to suddenly have people who are supporting your efforts no matter how well you do it's like you've done that was fucking terrible you fell off and busted yourself up but your mates or people you don't even know will come over and pick you up dust you off and go mate you almost had it just try this yeah. and help you to get better that's and they don't have to know anything about you yeah and i think that's that's always been the great thing for me with solo sports extreme sports um like i again i've said it a million times i'll say it again jackie chan um jackie chan was one of my idols as a kid because he is an incredible martial artist but also an acrobat he's also funny but he also gets things wrong and he shows you that at the end of all his films that yeah. uh, he gets it wrong. Yeah, everything looks flawless during the film, but it'll show you at the end, this took me 10 takes, I smashed myself, I went to the hospital, I cracked my skull, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Just to highlight the fact that shit goes wrong. There's too much perfection in this like modern day, especially like, with, like you said with social media and kids looking up to other people and even adults. You, you can look at people and go, oh, look at him on holiday again. Yeah. You know, look at that nice car. Look at all this. And a lot of it is obviously fake, but it's yeah, a it's presentation, isn't it? The truth is that no one knows anything there, do they? No. Everyone's winging it. We're all winging yeah, it. Yeah, we are. I guess you'd wing it. You know, I'm, I'm not a father. I yeah. can't imagine how it is, but you just learn because you wing it, right? Yeah, and you're like, you wow, do. I've got to just do this. Yeah, there is a lot, of, a lot of winging it with being a parent. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of fun. It's also really scary. Like, yeah, so with the kids now, um, deciding to ride, but also, can I go out and ride? It's the first time they've really been out to play by themselves. Yeah. They're 10 and seven, nearly oh. eight. You know, but it's different world, you know, where we're aware of so many of the other problems that go on because of social media. Like in the past, you wouldn't necessarily know that someone was hurt in the next road along because someone was driving like an idiot because it wouldn't get reported and you don't read the papers. And But now everything is, oh look, someone's done something wrong. Someone's done something wrong. Let's highlight all these things. And the world's a dangerous place for kids, but it's really not. No. But yeah, so they're out riding their bikes. Can I go? Yeah, go on in. Like we live in the cul-de-sacs. It's not too terrible for them to go out and play, but that is a scary thought. Just letting your kids just go, <laughs> you know. We've had a lot of trial and error. We're raising two small people, but we think we're doing all right. <laughs> They're polite little little people. Um, they have their ups and downs as as anybody does, but um, 
sure you, you'll find out one day <laughs> when you're ready for it, man. But, um, yeah, nice. No, it's, it's good. So you've you've been recording for this film here for a, a long while now. Uh, quite a while. Just doing it in like a freestyle way. So yeah. a bit of riding, a bit of digging, bit yeah. of filming. There's one night when we had like a couple of people helping us and we like lit up all the jumps. Yeah. And we did this night ride. Yeah. And then like we went back in the hut to have like a cup of tea and people, some people started checking their phones. Yeah. And we were like, oh fuck, the whole of the southeast is being put into tier four. <laughs> and then it was like the moonlight was out. Yeah. And you could hear the owls howling. Oh, nice. And we were all like huddled, like we were around a fire. Yeah. Like, socially distanced and everything. But you know, it's just like I'd much rather be here than be like depressed on my sofa, like yeah. scrolling on my phone. I don't know. I think a lot of people have like not been, you know, mo moving as much or moving their bodies as much. Yeah. And kind of like I play, have been playing a lot of bit of video games with my mates recently. But I'm glad that that's not my like only world. Or like yeah, just yeah. sat watching Netflix and yeah, yeah. It's just great to be outdoors. And yeah, especially uh, day, again a day like today. We've been we've been really fortunate with it. I've been sort of hoping this day is all come off because obviously we kind of planned it so i just hope, hope the weather holds out because it's gonna be freezing cold we would say with how it's been over the past couple of weeks it could easily be freezing cold snowing raining sleeting hailing whatever but we've been really lucky thankfully so as you, you said uh, previously about this place being a blank canvas um and so with you filming it you'll document the whole growth of this place as well as everyone's like improvement in riding it and all the fun and everything so it, it's it should turn out to be a really cool thing as it's like your place you don't have that interaction of other people stopping you getting in the way having to wait for other people to take their runs and all that stuff it's all it's all you guys um which is really cool and I, so i look forward to like, seeing the film when it gets done do you have do you have like an end point for it or is it just gonna keep like rolling until you think like it's good to have deadlines that just going on for fucking ages, isn't it? It's, it is a problem, yeah. yeah. Maybe hopefully the end of the year to so do yeah. like a whole year of filming. I mean, it's always more stuff to film. Yes. And I do find it hard sometimes, like because I love riding and filming so much. Yeah. I find that like if I'm riding and then the thought of filming, I was like, oh, I just want to ride. Yeah. And then you get into filming, so it's good. But everyone's like, we're all help, kind of like helping each other out, and yeah. we suddenly all become this like film crew. Yeah. And everyone's doing their bit. You know, there's a real tight crew in the middle that are here digging like all the time. Yeah. A lot more than I'm digging here. And um, yeah, and then we have like little sort of riding sessions and we film and people have ideas and we put them forward and then we try yeah. them out. Yes, that's a good thing to so say when you get into a community of people who are all helpful. They're going to help in the building, help in the, you know, like the filming aspect of it. You know, people can hold a camera. I always had this problem actually when I, uh, when I worked abroad, when I was snowboarding. I had a camera then. I've always, always had cameras. Been filming everything I do for years. I copying jackass, doing crashing into shit and falling into holes and whatnot. But when I was snowboarding, see, I wanted to film a lot of stuff, and I got a lot of other people doing stuff, but not a lot of me. Yeah. Because they want to ride, yeah. you know. But they, you know, it was, it was a different scenario to this. See, like if we were, I suppose, a, a, a tight knit group of people, they might quite frequently say, "Yeah, do you want." You want me to take the camera for a bit? And it rarely happens. There's not a lot of footage of me snowboarding, a lot of other people's stuff. And I had fun editing it while I was out there with you know, nothing else to do in the evening and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, the fact that now everyone's getting getting their hands in and having a go at it can 
might be really helpful for you, let's say, to enjoy the whole aspect and possibly get the different, like you say, different angles, different ideas from Definitely. from people in creating it as well. Because you'll have a vision and somebody else can go, oh, have you thought of, have you thought of this? You thought of sticking the camera like way up there, like, all right, up under here. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's, good, it's a good collective spirit, isn't it? There's nothing yeah. better than doing it as the collective. And, yeah. Yeah, there's too much like selfishness in society, isn't there? And especially in this Western society, it's yeah. almost like everything is based on the concept of like hierarchy and people at the top. Yeah. So it's good to spread things out horizontally. Yeah, you could be anybody here. And no one, has, no one even has to know. You just come here, pick up a shovel, yeah. dig a hole, ride a bike, and have a go up there and have a cup of tea and enjoy yourself and it's yeah it's easy so in terms of like the reason like you connect the, the your whole film to the mental health thing is it mental health you say about your PTSD or from film work uh, documenting is there anything you you ever suffered with like previous to that or is it just all sort of um, something that started from so I've had like lots of times in my life where I've been like really happy, but I've had yeah. also you know big depressions. Probably not for quite a while now, but when I was yeah younger, growing up, I guess like lots of people, you you know you can get really depressed about something, being hurt by a girl, or yeah. just discovering things for yourself in life, or even you know the simple thing of like just feeling sorry for yourself, and then one day realizing that you just get over that and get on yeah. with it and it's the feeling of like being depressed for the first time and not understanding what, what? Yeah. all of that is. And I remember when I was younger, I felt also that it was so like, such a taboo to even admit to people that I was depressed. Yeah. Like just to say that I'm like, I'm feeling so sad and I'm actually down and depressed. I was like, I can't, I can't actually say those words. Yeah. Like I don't want to admit it. I don't want to be judged. I don't know how I'll be judged. Yep. And um, yeah, and then after a while you just, you kind of, you find yourself, don't you? find yourself in the world people go through that at different times and I think it sounds like such a cliche but ho hobbies have always kept me kind of sane yes yeah. if I don't have stuff to do I'll probably be like a drug addict or an alcoholic <laughs> or, uh, I don't know but there's always you know things to keep busy with yeah and you you know different people go through stuff at different times yeah and now we're in this phase where kind of like the whole world's going through this collective like mental health crisis. Yeah. And we don't know the ramifications of it yet. Yeah. It's weird. It's like an energy that's linking us all together, but we don't really know the consequences or the climaxes of that, how it will change. You know, it could change things for the better. It could be amazing. Yeah. But yeah, everything's paused, but the woods don't pause. No. The dirt doesn't pause. No. No, it's a good, a good. You can, you can be out here and enjoy building, riding, and be as distant as you feel you need to be. And, you know, it's, it's, it's the woods. <laughs> you could be 10 meters away from each other if you if you really feel the need to it. But, um, but yeah, the, the sort of depressions in it, like as a kid, do you think that, like specific reasons why you felt you couldn't talk to people? Like, the, is it embarrassment or is it? I guess like, it was embarrassment and like I feel the world now, <laughs> In some ways the world's gone backwards and in other ways the world's also become like much more liberal and yeah. you know lots of people from minority groups or from things are more accepted now and it's more you know all that stuff's more talked about and i just felt at that time that there were some things that still weren't talked about or i felt that that you know being my age at school that it's just i don't know that everything had to be normal and people had to be happy and jolly yeah i just felt 
you know, I'm sure there were loads of people that I could speak to and say, oh, I'm feeling down and feeling depressed. And they'd be like, oh, that's totally okay. Yeah. You know, that's normal. And obviously I spoke to my mum and stuff about it. But yeah, I don't know. I felt as the bigger society, or especially with like male, male friends and stuff. Yeah. It's not, it is a it's bit fragile. It's fragile. Yeah. But I, hope, I don't know, things might be different now because, you know, mental health, that should be taught in schools. I hope it is. I don't know what's going on in schools at the moment. Not a clue. Hopefully, yeah. Do wonder sometimes, but I'll find, I'm sure I'll find out a lot more when so my two go to secondary school. I'm sure it'll be like, become a lot more prevalent then. You know, in, in, in sort of junior school, most of the time, all the kids are on the same level and they're all just there enjoying themselves and having fun, aren't they? There's something odd that happens in teenage years. There's a lot of hormones or, yeah, you know, social clicks and things like that that, that just all alter things. Like I say, my best friends turned on me. Like, for fucking why? You know, and, and it's because of something, somewhere, some kind of social reason that, yeah, yeah made a difference. I, I could have, you know, I could have been the one fucking up. I don't know, but I'll never know until I talk to these people. You know, yeah. I actually did uh, remake friends with, well, not friends, but <laughs> remake uh, contact with a guy who was one of my biggest bullies in school. Um, and we've talked a few times over the past couple of years, and I sort of explained to him how I felt at the time, uh, and what happened and him bullying me and stuff and he said yeah, he was really sorry for it and um he realized that he was doing it he actually apologized we were still at school which is why why i was able to be in contact with him because i had respect for him for that for sort of going i was a dickhead i'm really sorry and while we were still at school that was cool it turns out i was actually a bit of a dickhead to him when he first turned up to school mm. you know and those are the things you sort of you forget that sometimes you know you can be just as much of an asshole as these other people on the outside like my problem, I, I, you know, I'd highlighted my problem to myself that I was the one getting picked on all the time, but it turned out, you know, sometimes I was a bit of a dick as well. Yeah. And that's what I say, why I wanted to speak to this other kid who punched me in the face. So Kieran, Kieran Downs, if you're out there, come talk to me. I want to know why you punched me, <laughs> you know. Um, I've been a dick, you know, 100%. But that's the thing, we, I think everybody can be, it's recognising that, isn't it? And, you know, um, accepting or you know being upfront about your problems and 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 talking and, and admitting your faults and stuff like that and think if, all the while you don't admit it just things can snowball can't they? you snowball and you can get inside yourself and realizing you've been a dick yeah. you know and just oh, i'm an asshole don't crazy. need to be an asshole anymore being inside yourself yeah getting it's inside not, your head too much it's not a good place to be no. so you know get out in the woods exactly. dig some trails ride your bike and have some fun exactly I tell you what, like, I really look forward to seeing this film and watching some of you guys ride and say, obviously, it might not happen today, but um, we'll get down here again at some point in the future. And uh, I'll keep, I'll, sorry, I'll keep, uh, keep an eye on all, all your, your posts and your story and see what happens and how, how this all turns out, because I'm interested to find out how it'll go now. But, um, but yeah, when you've got an idea of how you're going to sort of highlight that mental health thing for your film as well, that'd be that'd really, really cool. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm going to... Go get myself a cup of tea Sounds and something to eat and uh, head home because I've got a long way to go <laughs> and I've got another podcast to record as well actually funny enough but it's been awesome talking to you I appreciate it um, and no doubt I'll see you again of course you will yeah. <laughs> alright cool like right, elbows, yeah, elbows this is one of, one of them other things that I always feel like really odd well, where did I go and it's somewhere and it was like oh, yeah oh, we can't shake hands but or you might as well have shook my hand at this point with fist bumping. We were in contact. Hello. Yeah. Oh. Nice one for that. That was nice. That's all right. No, cheers for. Oh, uh,
Well, sign you to it.